What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, and this is episode 361 alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Doing really well on this uh, first Monday in May when we record this. Kind of an exciting day here in New York City. Joining us, of course, is Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. It's tentative over here. Technical difficulties on this on this trailer <laughs> Monday. Well, get it together. Get on it together. This, get it together because it's Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and we salute all all listeners who listen to us who fall under that huge umbrella of a category and we'll have little tidbits throughout the month but wanted to shout out that i hope you guys had a good weekend jeremy it sounds like you did with a little bit of a cold going on there did you have a good weekend yeah i did lots of drinking and family outings love it Love it. I had a great time at Cody's boyfriend's birthday in Brooklyn. Didn't we? So much fun for his 31st birthday, wouldn't you say? Yes, nice. it was so much fun. It was, I'm so glad you were able to make it all the way out to Brooklyn, even though... <laughs> oh. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, it was so <laughs> fun. The, the house that it was at was so cool. Yeah. And we had to climb in and out of a window to get to the backyard. Oh my <laughs> Which for me oh, was a little, time. yeah, it was, but awesome. And the backyard had a fire pit, which they lit later. We were eating. Um, you made really great mojitos, yeah, I have to say. You. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I give you the wrong address, though, right? Were you going to even bring that yeah, up? Get, the, get this, Jeremy. I wasn't going to, but now that you bring it up, you know, de- details seemingly aren't always important until they are. And when you throw a party, do not become dyslexic all, all of a sudden and reverse the address. Oh so Cody's boyfriend, yeah, is sitting, it was at his friend Rosie's house in brooklyn and he kept saying the address 929 and he sent me this like weeks ago and i'm like yep i'll go i'm sending it to a fellow friend of ours everyone's sending it out and we're looking for it and you know we so we take an uber to get out to brooklyn because my ankle was giving me a little bit of trouble it was just like ah i can't walk so great today and the the Uber drops the taxi actually drops us off and he's like can't get, wait to get rid of us right oh my and so i'm looking around and i'm like wait a minute he just zoomed by the address so we walk where we think the address should be and it's not there 929 is nowhere inside and then we're like well maybe it's across the street no it's going the opposite direction what is going on oh my god and then i call cody who is like, oh, it's 856. I've been telling everybody 856. And I'm like, how did we get from 929 to 856? So then he calls his boyfriend, because Cody's getting teriyaki sauce for the meatballs, because yes. we got to have that. Yeah. And we find out that it's not 856, nor is it 929. Oh, my it's God. Not, it's 992. Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> 
I was right. closer than he was. You were literally the address. You know that you. doesn't that actually doesn't matter because addresses are very specific. They're like a web address. You can't. I was almost right except for the extra XL in there. It's like no, bitch. It was two X's and one L, <laughs> and you're not going to get to the right address if you type it in wrong. So I don't know what anybody was thinking. Besides, the party was in the back, but honestly, it was so much fun. Yeah, Love the red velvet fun. cape. Oh yeah. <laughs> One funny thing that my friend and I noticed is Joe has like 95% all women friends, yeah. which was, I kind of loved, I, in fact, I met this girl there that we're going to hang out and so much fun, but is that just a thing of that his generation, like he's, he's 31. So do you think, what's that all about? And, Cause I loved it. Um, I think that. He, he just gravitates more towards women and he likes the energy of all those beautiful young ladies that were there. And I mean, all ages, all shapes, all sizes, all colors, everybody was there. But mostly, you're right, mostly women. And it was kind of crazy. He has a couple male friends and they couldn't make it, unfortunately. But hopefully, I mean, they'll be able to make it next year or I mean, we spent some time with them on Sunday too. So, I mean. Well, you said there was a little bit of drama uh, and I don't know if you want to spill the tea on that. <laughs> you see, I kind of like unburned it. I went all the way around. Because I, I said, like, where's all of Joe's guy friends? Because I've been to dance parties and I've seen them there. I loved the, the, the percentage of women there. I thought they were, and they were loved hearing that we have the podcast, yeah. which was so fun but you were kind of telling me that there was an, an, another party yeah there was. same time same day yep, and the was. boys were having to pick and they I guess they picked the other guy's party they sure did <laughs> and i tried to not say oh, it i tried to go around it but <laughs> see that's when you know your gay boyfriend it's like you know what uh-uh i'm going the hetero route now because <laughs> you can always you can always count on your female friends that's right, right? Tell them there's a circuit party at that address and they'll be there in two minutes <laughs> but, exactly that that's been brilliant Fickle fuckers. If you, if you could figure out the right fucking number first. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe they couldn't get. Then they're like, forget it. Let's go to Mike's party instead. <laughs> oh, man. Or whatever his name was. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, they made so up much. For it. They made up for it. Yeah, the next day. we went to drag brunch, drag bingo brunch, and it was a lot of fun. So, so here's my thing on why I won't do drag brunch, okay. just real quick. I, I was thinking about it, like taking a shower yesterday and why, because you invited me and I'm like, no, nope, can't go. Because <laughs> the thing about it, I love brunch. I love brunch so much. And I love drag, but I don't like to mix the two. And now you're telling me bingo's got an added into the bunch too? It was too? everything. But it too was much. so much Fun. And the queens that were there were hilarious. They were so engaging. They did numbers. They we some people won prizes. We didn't win. I wanted to win so bad, but we didn't win. <laughs> it's a luck game, though. You know that, Cody. So I, yeah. I was I was playing for for keep. There's no strategy really on bingo. But the thing is, hard. Do you, I don't know. How do you how do you feel about it, Jeremy? Do you like drag brunch? Because to me, the thing that gets suffered in the mix is the brunch and i'm i know you love food do you so mind i like them i like them i like drag brunches but i like when the place establishment feeds you first then the drag show takes place 
as the drinks keep flowing. Ah. If it's not oh. in the, if it's not in that setup, then I don't want any part of it. Yeah, you wouldn't enjoy this because we were eating and they were performing. Because I hate like I, I, like for example, I'm such a foodie. Once I ordered uh, fried chicken and waffles, uh-huh. and I'm like. <laughs> really enjoying it as they're like doing flips and shit I know, right? and like trying to incorporate me or talking to me from the stage and i'm like my mouth is full and i'm trying to fill up my mimosa and so i like when they plan out the food first and then the show starts as you're like starting to drink so that I all like the that. drinks That's can a- be supported by the food that you just ate smart and not to mention like the whole thing about it for me for that makes it fun for brunch is seeing your friends and catching up and having a cocktail and you know all those fun stuff if you go and you're in the middle of a performance and a backflip it's Mm -hmm. like can we just ease into this by the way i just woke up an hour ago you know so Yeah. yeah yeah that's our review on that okay good um by the way, vote for us because this is the final week that I'm going to remind you guys. We are nominated for Best Sex Podcast by CyberSocket. And you have till May 5th, this week, Thursday, to vote for us. Vote for us because we really want to win. I'm going to go to the award show on May 24th, Tuesday, in L.A. I'm really excited about it. You can vote for us by going to CyberSocketAwards.com cybersucketawards.com do it this week before may 5th and we really appreciate it all right well excited about that um you know we talked about comedian uh who came out gerard carmichael recently he hosted snl and he was on um howard stern the other day and they were asked howard was asking him you know what do you think about who are you dating and really asking some probing questions which was kind of cool and he was asked about actors (laughs) like he said fucking timothy chalamet wearing a, a harness and harry styles in a swamp these guys he says he says um fucking gay baiters he called them <laughs> for <laughs> because they don't know what side they're standing on and i i just loved it because he said and harry styles in a, in a photo sh- yeah yeah in a swamp and why is this hot i'm into it but i don't know why i like it but he called them <laughs> fucking gay fucking gay baiters and it's kind of true in some ways because it's cool the the pendulum has switched i mean i know you in the background jeremy right now you've got the met gala going on and i'm sure we're going to see a lot of male fashion that's pushing the envelope Mm -hmm. um i mean i'm here for it too but it's kind of hard from the old days when you could tell okay he's i can like him because he's on our team now it's a little bit harder are you here for it for the fashion for the straight men that are pushing the boundaries i do like it i think it's fun uh it it is frustrating when it's like so sexually charged that you don't know uh where the pendulum how far it could swing with some of them and you're just really curious about that but i think it's it is fun and it's nice to see that we're in that realm when it comes to fashion with men yeah, yeah. I, I I think in general I'm here for it. I mean, I think we we they get a lot of it from our community because like Timothy Chalamet, for example, wearing a harness recently at the Oscars, 
was part of the BDSM culture, which was really made prominent by the gay community, yeah. Cody. So what's your thoughts on it? Are you here for it? Or are you like, simmer down now? No, I love it. I think that it's great. I think that, you know, anybody that pushes boundaries and gets it plays with their sexuality and their fluidity is I'm here for it. That means that just means that they are okay being hit on. And when you're accepting of our culture, as long as you're accepting of our culture, then I'm all for it. I like it. Yeah. I think I'm feel the same way too. I mean, I think maybe a little bit of gay baiting, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, on a recent Reddit thread that's become kind of a big deal, gay men list the gay stereotypes they feel are most accurate. This is kind of fun. I want to hear what you guys think about it. So it was a Reddit post gone kind of viral when it asked about gay stereotypes and which ones were relatable. What is the most accurate gay stereotype was posted in the popular Ask Gay Bros Reddit thread. Of course, you know, we don't want to be reduced to stereotypes, but we and we're all a lot more complex than that. However, this is some of the responses that came in. Um, one of them, this is fat, this is like for a New York thing, walking too fast, which I was laughing at. <laughs> do, do, do the gays walk fast, Cody? The gays. I guess we. Yeah. Well, here's I where I think uh, so. I was one of those until I'm not anymore because of my broken ankle. Now I walk so <laughs> slow. <laughs> and I'm going to go dancing soon. I was my, my sister said, how are you going to go dancing? I said, no, that's the thing. I can dance. I can stand in place and dance and do all this stuff. I just can't walk fast. Ah. So it's a crazy thing right now. But I used to be one of those. Um, okay. Here's... Um, Somebody said, I use a wheelchair, and this applies to me, too. I get so desperate when I have slow people in front of me. Oh so even God. a gay person in a wheelchair. Uh, this next one is kind of hilarious. The next relatable stereotype is terrible sitting posture. <laughs> said one user earning nearly 600 upticks can't sit in a chair right. Th that's kind of hilarious to me because I think there's some truth to that, that <coughs> when Sorry. when gays don't sit, have, you know, the whole slouching bit. And yes. I don't fit into this one either because I've always had, I mean, I've just, I was a gymnast. I've always had good posture. And so I don't, do you guys agree with this one, Jeremy? I kind of do, but I usually correct it by like telling someone just to sit up, especially if it's somebody <laughs> that I'm like, if I'm dating them. Uh -huh. And I feel comfortable with telling them. Oh, so would that be kind of a deal, like, bother you if you were no, sitting across? No, it's not from... a deal breaker, but I just, like, it's definitely something that I notice if I'm sitting across from you at dinner. Yeah, so I kind of feel like when I'm sitting across from somebody, it's just like, sit up. I mean, get off your phone and sit up. Is like, is it that hard? Cody, what are your thoughts on that one? I definitely, my posture isn't bad. I can't sit in a chair, right? My legs are always on something. I don't know. It's just a more relaxing position. I don't, I don't know if it has to do with me wanting my legs to be in the air or what, what's going on with it. <laughs> See, I like my legs in the air See? and I still plant them down. I mean, I like to get a little comfy, but it's so yeah. much more comfortable to be all snuggled up or to have your legs on something to have your leg on the arm of the chair i don't know it's just it's just better for me so i definitely agree with that when i am that gay so i'll never forget jeremy when we were at one of my birthdays at oh um i was gonna say wilton manor but that's in fort lauderdale it was like 
some posh restaurant in the village and we were oh yeah way when too many we of... sat in the booth yes yeah, I remember yes that. and it was this really cool spot but we probably had too too many people at our tiny little round booth and i was so tight in there that i put my legs on the guy that i was hanging out with at the time uh-huh. who's kind of I don't know if he's bisexual or what. It's, it was kind of a confusing time. We're still friendly to these days, but we're just friends now. But I had my legs on him just so that we could save room in the booth. Um, I enjoyed myself at that. It worked. I was cozying up to him, and it was Fine. it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This last one that I'm going to read is being at least slightly more sarcastic, sassy, and or passive aggressive than the average straight guy. Wait a minute. Are these all about me? I think that this list. (laughs) (laughs) See, a lot of people say, so when they were asked about this, some wondered if this was a response to being bullied when younger Uh or deflecting negative attention Um, or it's cultural. To me, I can be that way, kind of sassy or sarcastic, but for me, it was that I was so shy. Not that I was necessarily bullied, but I was shy, and I think I finally found my voice. Mm -hmm. So it's fun to connect with people and and just be kind of sassy, sarcastic, and fun, Um, but it's more for me because I think I was so shy, and I finally found my voice, So rather than bullying, but... I don't know. What are your thoughts, Jeremy, on that one? On what specifically? On being sarcastic and sassy. Do you think that that applies to you or not Not really so much, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I like to make jokes and stuff, but I don't really use a lot of sarcastic humor. I do find right. it funny, but I don't always understand like sarcastic, dry humor at times. Right. No, I hear you. Um, and we heard from you, yeah, Cody. I am that, assassination. Yeah. <laughs> I think it comes from <laughs> from just like growing up and being, especially when I was coming out, just being in engrossed in that gay culture where that was how you uh, got. That's how you expressed your your gayness was being sassy with with one another, kind of reading one another and things of that nature. So I am proficient in in the library is open, darling. Oh right, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> we were. I was reading people the other day too, and it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I usually like to take a back seat and just watch and laugh. <laughs> it's good. That, yeah, there's room for all of us. That's I love funny. it. Okay, well, this got my attention, and I really need to know what you guys think. It asked the question in a health report, is this natural hormone making gay men super horny? All right, so are you permanently horny or constantly scrolling your phone in search of sex? Sex is great. Gay sex is even better, they write. But perhaps all that scrolling is having a detrimental effect on your life. There's a new study that found that men who display hypersexual behavior often have elevated levels of the hormone oxytocin. That sounds like that other oxycotton, but it's not. It's (laughs) oxytocin. Researchers at Umea University in Sweden 
looked at 64 men with a clinical diagnosis of hypersexual disorder. The results were recently published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology of Metabolism. Hypersexual disorder is when you have an excessive preoccupation with sexual fantasies, urges, or behaviors to the extent it has a negative impact on your life. And around half of the hypersexual participants were enrolled in a seven-week cognitive behavior therapy program to help them reduce their behavior. So, and they did this through blood samples and all. Oh, wow. The study discovered that men with hypersexuality had almost twice the levels of oxytocin as the control group. And it also discovered that after seven weeks of behavioral therapy, the oxytocin levels fell significantly. Um, There is a lack of knowledge regarding the pathophysiology underlying hypersexual disorder. Um, But why the men had higher oxytocin levels is still unknown. Researchers do believe that at the very least, if someone is seeking a hypersexual diagnosis, checking their oxytocin levels might prove a beneficial uh, indicator. And some of them speculated many that some of it has to do with either stress or scrolling on social media mm-hmm. is another one that that can actually, you know, boost levels of that, that maybe we're scrolling more and making us more hypersexual. I know that when I'm scrolling more on, well, you know, we do a lot of stories for the, all about sex for the show. Mm-hmm. And I find myself like being turned on. I have to like get myself back in order because all the stuff I'm looking up and researching is all about sex. What I don't do so much is scroll through Instagram so much anymore mm-hmm. because when I do, I find that that I can go down a rabbit hole of boosting that side. Yeah, I don't know if it's totally. oxy. Yeah. Do you find that, Jeremy, for yourself? Yeah, I do. I feel like I, I, get carried away sometimes and then I have to like reel myself back in especially if I'm like at a public place or at a restaurant or something and I accidentally like stumble upon something on Twitter like right. Twitter Twitter porn is like very prevalent on my phone so like big huge asses like coming up on the screen is just common when I open Twitter in general Can you so send me a couple, I find please? <laughs> so I find that I can easily like uh, get into a rabbit hole with that type of thing. Yeah, I hear, I hear that definitely, and it's I find that's why I've stopped doing a lot of that. The other reason, uh, Cody, that they give is gay guys experience greater levels of stress than the general population, mm-hmm. and oxytocin might be involved in stress coping mechanisms. Okay. Um, do you what do you think about that? I think that that's completely valid. I think that we as gay people suffer a lot of persecution, so our stress level may be may be higher than other stress levels. That's the only thing that I can actually really think of. But I'm just trying to see what what the downside of having some extra oxy token is that how you say? It? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see what the downside of having some extra oxytocin is. Like what why is that so bad being a little bit more hypersexual? It's really not that bad. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad either. And you know what? Just actually this morning, because right now with my ankle, it's healing so well. I'm doing well. But I wake up at so early at various times where maybe it's just a little 
throbbing or sore. And I'm finding I'm waking up at like five in the morning, six, and I can't go back to sleep. Wow. So that's sometimes so I'll just, you. I, I know. And, and so I'll, but what I'm doing, so I tried something related to this this morning. I decided to, instead of like, cause I put the TV on, which kind of helps a little bit. And then I fall asleep for a little bit longer. Yeah. But what really worked this morning was putting on some porn and jacking off. Yeah, buddy. And oh, yeah, really, re- you rest a little bit longer. It, it sure. released all of this, like, because I could not go back to sleep, and it was like five a.m. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, it's way too early. I can't. I I wanted to get up around nine or so, and I came. I felt so relaxed after it that I had the best two hours of sleep post that moment, and woke up refreshed, and I got those extra hours that I really needed. So in that case. It helped, See? I think, to go down that road. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Everything in yeah. moderation. Everything in moderation. And just being aware of it, I think, is a good thing. To, you'll know if it's becoming too much or not too much, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, so there is a guy out there that uh, goes by Evan... Pakes, Evan Pakes. I sent it to you guys. I don't know if you got, had a chance to see I it. I saw it. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, he, I, uh, yeah, he has an OnlyFans page and, or just for fans page that he's promoting right now. And he said, I came hands free while getting fucked. And it's him on a couch with his hands holding his head up. And he looks like he's got great abs and he has like this face. And it's clearly he's had like his his eyes are going, you know, behind the socket like he's getting fucked and then all of a sudden like it looks like he came all over himself but it totally looks like lotion to me it it's so fake did you guys see it yeah it totally does look like lotion right and people are not having it i people are saying this is the worst cum we've ever seen it could babe. also be that uh that spunk <laughs> lube you know that the yeah to lube. me it could be that it just looks like somebody like squirted like Nivea on him and <laughs> as he was trying to come or silly and people, string. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think we heard, do you think that he was trying to be funny Cody and it just like didn't work that well? No, I, I mean, thought, we, I think he was trying to say he came hands free and that's why yeah. it's cut off. Oh really? Yeah. And, and it, he really is trying to fake it. And he didn't make it. Are you it. kidding? Because it does not. He, yeah. <laughs> the clip is so short, yeah. too. It's just like five, two seconds. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he thought. But people and his followers that follow him on Twitter were not having it. They didn't. I mean, it really caused a fury on there. People just get, <laughs> Somebody wrote, is giving those vibes with their f- fake ass cum shot and... Uh, Oh, it's just all wrong. They're just people are coming for him. And so I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. It's if he was trying to fake it, it didn't work. So, yeah, no. Um, Okay. Well, we do have some advice to give to a listener. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it yet, um, but I want to get your take on it. Um, we love to give solicited advice. Ricky M wrote into us and he wants to know advice on his first heartbreak. He wrote me and my boyfriend of over three years just split. We lived together and over the weekend we were drinking and things got physical. 
It's my first serious relationship, and we have an age difference of almost five years, with him being 25 and me about to be 30. How do you pick up the pieces when it hurts to breathe and can't get motivation to get out of bed? Thanks, and fans, and I love the pod. Well, we thank you, Ricky, and especially in this hard, difficult time. We've all been through a heartbreak of one way, shape, or form, Mm -hmm. and it's not an easy time. Um, you know, the first thing that I want to commend you, though, for seeking at least advice from us, because you don't, this is a time to really turn to your friends, I feel, and those that have your back. Um, but I'll give a little bit more. But uh, Cody, what were your thoughts when you heard this? Because they've been in a three year relationship. And what about the whole part where they things got physical? Yeah, that's that's really, really alarming to me. And I don't know who was the initiator. I don't really even think it matters. But I think both of them should probably seek therapy so that they can unpack that because that's a really traumatic experience that they both went through as as far as someone that you love getting physical with you. So I I really recommend that both of them go to therapy and kind of unpack it and see what led up to the physical nature of that because it's something that they, they both should probably address. As, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that one part and then I want to hear the rest of your advice. Mm-hmm. But specifically, you're a life coach. You work with relationships a lot. And when two people have, have something that's kind of traumatic or very traumatic, like a physical altercation, again, we don't know exactly what happened. Do you think it's important whether or not they get together from here on out or not mm-hmm. that they address it and take accountability, at least for their own separate mental health, so that they can move on knowing that we both got out of line. I at least want to acknowledge that that was wrong. And what, where because the triggers they might be car- are. Because yeah, that- they might be carrying that, that altercation, like I did this or they did this. And should they at least address that? You, you're 100% correct, Steve. I think that this is something that they both need to address just so they can see where where the trigger is and make sure that they are able to, to move past it. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and Cody, what would... Or, or Jeremy, what advice would you give? Because when you're in such a heartbreak like that, one's 25, the one... Ricky, who's writing in, is 30. How do, what advice do you have about picking up I think up I would say it, it would definitely help to give each other some space and time away. Uh, and then I think it would be good to regroup and try and figure out what the culprit of how it got to that point and, and try and work on it. But I mean, it, it's just a sticky situation. I mean, if it was me, I... I think that I just would be very disheartened in that situation. And it's something very hard to come back from. Yeah. I mean, and in terms for me of where there where Ricky's writing about, how do you pick up the pieces when it hurts even to get out of bed? I don't know if you're living together still because that could create a whole host of other issues right. of that time. But Assuming that maybe you're not picking up the pieces, I think really is separation. And like we talked about forgiveness, yep. finding that time to kind of forgive. But really, this is the time to spend with your friends. And things 
can hurt like this, but you are very young. And I would just focus on on yourself right now and healing yourself. Really surround yourself with your friends right now. I mean, we're in spring, headed into summer. Things are moving, opening up. This is a time to really rely on your friendships and, and develop those even better because I think you're very young and sometimes I, th- I commend you guys for getting in a relationship and lasting three years like that. But at 25 and 30, it's you still have so much time to have an, another several, if you want, yeah. long-term relationships. And I would just use this time to nurture your wounds and really just work on your individuality and and rely on your friendships that really help us all get through tough times. It's a great time to do that, especially as things are opening up. Um, Don't be afraid when it feels tough like that to call a friend Mm -hmm. and, and get out. Cause that's your support system. I agree with you 100%, man. That's, that's who you need to lean on this in this time. That's who is going to, help you float through this that navigate through this sea of of because it really really hurts and i've been there before i know how it feels so just take it day by day and lean on your support system yeah absolutely i hope that helps a little bit with what you shared with us um we are let keep us posted on this though ricky and and know that we're thinking about you um but you're gonna get through this i i 100 confident on that um, okay. In another Reddit thread, the internet had some strong words for what they're calling a selfish man who came out at his sister's wedding. What? So there's no really right time, as we all know they write, to come out. But judging by the reaction of one woman's story, there might be a few wrong times. <laughs> In an anonymous Reddit post titled, Am I an a-hole for throwing a tantrum after my brother came out at my wedding? So the woman's 27 explained that she came out as a lesbian to her homophobic parents when she was 12. Okay. And that it took them years to accept. It also caused her younger brother, Ollie, to become her parents' de facto golden child. Ah. It made my relationship with Ollie a little salty, she wrote. She explained that her parents and Ollie attended her recent wedding, which she described as a welcome, welcoming environment with many queer people in attendance. Well, during the reception, she noticed a commotion coming from her family's table. Her brother, who's now 23, had just come out to their parents as gay. Ollie took advantage of the moment, she writes, to come out, nothing new. I had doubted his sexuality since he was a child, but it wasn't up to me to expose it. Mm -hmm. My dad got mad when I wasn't surprised, and she wasn't surprised, and accused me of hiding that kind of thing. In addition to making comments about being disgusted with the fact that his children are too faggots what Uh, yeah i told my parents you can't for a single night swallow your fucking prejudice and for ollie of all times you knowing that it took them both a decade to accept me back can't can't you choose any other day i don't care about you being gay you have to be whoever you want to be but why today um the parents and the brother left the wedding after wow. this because she she writes later that she probably overreacted and caused a scene at her own wedding and her wife had to come over and kind of like 
you know, soften the blow a little bit. But don't you think, why did this, in my mind, why did her brother have to come out on her wedding day? I think that was totally selfish. And like, wait for another day. Why did you have to rain on her parade on that day? Do you agree with this, Jeremy? Or what? what's your thoughts? I think it's awful. And I think that it's super selfish to decide and pick that time to do this. Uh, I think there are many different instances where you can sit back and realize that it's not your day and choose a different day, choose the day after, mm-hmm. choose a right. week after. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's your sister's day. And as a sibling, you should understand and be able to comprehend that that's not a good choice. Yeah. I mean, I guess Cody being devil's advocate, uh-huh. do you think that maybe he was feeling in the moment and here we are as a family and look at my sister, we're all here celebrating it. And do you think maybe he thought this would just be like, <laughs> oh, let me just get this out of the way kind of thing. But he didn't really think it through. Nope. He's a little shit. And he <laughs> 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 he's used to being the center of attention because like she said in the story, he uh, she came out and the son was the golden child and he's not used to having the attention not on him. So he had to make it all about him. So he came out on her special day. And I think that he is completely selfish for that. Like Jeremy said, he should have took a back seat, came out the next day. I mean, how many days? There's 365 days in the year. He had to come out <laughs> on her special day. That's uh, that's my suspect, if you ask me. Yeah, and and they have, and clearly the the father still has some homophobic tendencies in him. If he's calling, great, I have two faggot children, and you know what I that mean. And so, me. yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's whack job. And why? I agree. It's like when let somebody have their day. Don't override their day. I mean, people spend a lot. She's worked a lot of she spent a lot of years preparing for this and had to endure so much from her dad. And then you're going to come and ride on the heels of all her time, especially on a day when she spent a lot of time and money. It's just, it's, it really is selfish. Yeah. And it's crazy that they left the wedding too, just because she was yelling at them. I mean, I think she had a moment where maybe she, screamed at them but they didn't have to leave i think that shows how weak they were yeah they could have just went outside they could have went around the block everybody could sh- it's taking a moment you take some time everything comes back into perspective once you let the emotions kind of run through you a little bit all right you guys well thank you so much so much fun as always, always. thanks for weighing in um don't forget to vote for us we are nominated for best sex podcast do it before may 5th it will really help us out. Go to cybersocketawards.com. Plus, we are live this Wednesday for Tags Live at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Join us, as always, for a lot of fun with oh, Cody yeah. and myself. You can always follow my co-host. Follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez, Lopez. Follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching or at Mr. Maurice, both on Instagram. And in the meantime, guys, continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex.